What is up, Red Devil Nation? Homer Maniacs, state champions. Welcome to a state championship edition of the Homers. We're coming to you from the 2420 studios tonight. I'm Stephen A. Turner. Joined by my devil maniacs, Mr. Brandon Ward. F-I-L-D. And David Clark. Pinch me. I'm dreaming. And I'm just going to have to turn it over to you guys. I mean, this is y'all's show, man. I mean, I'm just here as a figurehead. Talk about it, man. What's it feel like? We're still sitting here trying to figure out if we're dreaming or not. (laughs) There's no words. Uh, I posted a thread or response on Bluegrass Preps and Kentucky Preps and uh, and I've also put it up on uh, on our website at uh, displacediehards.com, and uh, just check it out, man. Because I I don't think I can can adequately give the words and superlatives that, that that's required, but it's just an amazing feeling, you know, when the clock hits zero zero and you stand in there, and it's just a, it's just a sense of disbelief that is this really happening to us? I, I've made the comment that I've watched OHS lose four state championships, uh, three in football, all the Highlands. And one in baseball. That's right. And it's rough. And we finally got one. Got over the hump. And it feels amazing. We were saying on the way up to the final game, on the way up there, we were saying this is a coronation. This isn't a game. We weren't even really worried about the outcome of the game. We we just felt that this team, something was special with this team. It was a, a team of destiny. I mean, it was the weirdest thing. I mean, going in, I mean, if the Eagles, my my NFL team, the Philadelphia Eagles, was playing a game of this magnitude, I'd be nervous. I wouldn't wouldn't be able to eat or sleep or anything like that. But I mean, it was almost a foregone conclusion that the Devils were going to win this for some reason to me. I mean, this team was just on a mission. I fully agree. We 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 were walking up and 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 Ward stated that to me. He said he said, "Man, this was a coronation, not a basketball game." And it was it was almost like, you know, when something somebody says something so genius that you just have to stop and pause for a second. I literally stopped in in the foyer of Rupp Arena and looked at Ward and I says, "By God, that is the most." brilliant thing i've ever heard in my life because it was a coronation uh owensboro still had to come to play they still had to win that game but the the focus of that team from the beginning i mean I, you could probably push it back into the regional tournament for for when it started the, the the drive but even in the press conference you know we would go down there for the press conferences after the game and the guys are not even celebrating the win i mean they are so locked in they're so focused they're answering the questions in a matter of fact a business like approach and and bowling green to their credit they they had a great run but they were not stopping Owensboro from winning that state championship i want yeah i i want to say i i had to listen to it from afar i didn't get to go up uh, but I I was listening after the Cubcast game. They interviewed Jacoby, who's a sophomore, just a young young kid, and the way he handled himself He's on the a air. He's a sophomore. The way the way he He's handled himself sophomore. on the air. I don't think I've heard seniors in college give better post game interviews than I heard Jacoby give, and I was just like, wow, you know, this kid. Not only is he doing it on the court, uh, but the way he handled himself in the post game interview didn't even think about. Hey man, we just beat the defending champs. I'm jacked. What nothing like that. Workmanlike. Hey, we got one more to go. Go get some rest. Shout out to my boy Justin, who's hurting. You know, I think I, there's nothing's going to keep him off the floor. You know, I was just like, this kid is a sophomore, 
And uh, wow, I mean, just there's so we'll get into it. We're we're going all over the place because you know there's so much that happened. All a, these kids. There's from a million top to bottom. There's a million storylines. There here. is. <laughs> it's hard to cover them all without going all over the place. But let's go back. Let's just go back and we'll go from the beginning. I missed the regional tournament at training, of course. I missed it, but uh, me County knocks off my Eagles, so we didn't get the epic uh, crowded wow. pack stand sports center. Uh, hats what, off! What could have been? Oh, I know. I don't know what could have been. I mean, yeah. that my God, that trying to been. think about it. Yeah, but, and it doesn't even matter now because uh, you know OHS handled their business and Mead Mead County tipped your cap to them. I mean, them them kids were gamers. Nine of ten three pointers in the fourth quarter. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like just, they had a cheat code on NBA 2K going. It is what it is. I was is. playing that team. I'd be like, the computer is cheating. They, they went to the hot spot on NBA Jam. But Straight how, up. I, I asked myself how many times I've been on the other side of those. You know, where an Apollo team that had no business beating a Meade County back in '06 or whatever, and they just get on fire. And you know, next that's why I love basketball and i love march we talked about it before the show the sweet 16 to me stands up to just about any sporting event in the nation i mean it really does just because of any team can win it you you talk about hoosiers the movie hoosiers uh, it's very similar to the sweet 16 you looked at it like was it williamsburg or uh, yeah williamsburg Williamsburg. a little 1a school with 300 300 kids it's like like whitesville trinity Going to the Sweet Sixteen and, and almost beat Dolph, pushed Dolph to the limit. So that's the kind of that's the kind of stuff, and that's similar to what Meade did. A, a David versus Goliath, they knocked off Apollo, and then uh, just didn't have any firepower. Owensboro, I think after they lost to Apollo in the district championship, they just kind of like Rocky Balboa when he looked when he told Mick, he said, "I'm not going down no more." It was like I I I. Think back to the night they lost that district game, and I saw Justin Miller coming out of the sports center. I didn't, I didn't say nothing to him because I knew he was upset, but I could see the look on his face. And I told Ward, I told my mom, I said, I don't know that anybody wants that Owensboro team again. Like I don't think anybody does. I heard Jacoby and Justin after the game. They were talking, and Justin told Jacoby, "We needed this." Whenever they lost to Apollo, so I mean that woke the sleeping giant. Yeah, from then on, it was lunch pails and hard hats, and they, and, you know, we go back to the regional championship. It was a good, you know, it was a good. Obviously, anytime you you go to state, it's a big deal. And uh, beating Meade County, they they just trounced them, and me was just overmatched from from the beginning. Personnel mat- mismatch oh, in that yeah. game, and and, and it, Owensboro wins the game by thirty points, and Meade didn't play bad. <laughs> no, so I mean, it is what it is. When you're going up against Hallman and Miller. I mean, it is what it is. You I actually came away impressed with Meade County during the game. Case Mattingly has a motor like Caleb Coombs. That kid never stops, but he's a guard, so he runs even more constantly. Yeah, the I mean, kid is way more athletic than I thought. They're just seeing Case Mattingly run the Sports Center floor because you got to realize it's it's a college size floor, and he was getting up and down the floor like a gazelle, yeah. you know, and actually blocking a couple of the Owensboro guys' shots. So I I came away impressed with Meade, even though they lost by thirty. I know it sounds crazy, but but in a normal year, in a normal year in the third, you're not going to see that uh, 25. We didn't get into this. The 24th ranked team in the nation in the ninth district in the third region, you're not going to see that. So normally, a Meade County like that would be right there knocking on the door. This year is an exception to the rule, and uh, you know they already knocked off a, a powerhouse, in my opinion, in Apollo, and then you know just the matchup was too much for them for Owensboro. That was breaking news tonight. I mean, Stephen 24th, A. Turner ba- breaks it out. The USA Today Final Super 25 of the high school basketball season, and Owensboro High School checks in at number 24 in the country. 
The Apollo, the Apollo guy broke that news to the two Owensboro guys were in such a haze. We didn't even know that. It's, I don't have words. I mean, just, mind It's awesome. I mean, you know, I'm an Apollo guy through and through. And I, like, I, I put it on Facebook, man, I get tired of hearing about the tradition and getting the trophy case thrown in my face and all this and that. But you know what? At the y'all, end of the day. You also disclose what FILD means and you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> you gave up a secret. I had, somebody asked. I had, to, I had to let them know. I'm not an FILD. Your reply to that is that's for me to know and for you to find out. If, <laughs> but I'm not if you should know, if you know what it, if you should know what it means, you know what it means. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Broke the code, Steve. I'm not a devil. It's guy, okay. So I, it's okay. I told Hardesty. Hardesty texted me. Uh, I told him to. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, I mean, you know, it's all about the kids for me and the, doing this show, getting to know them and the, just seeing just the admiration that I have, like for their workmanlike attitudes and the, the way they've gone about their business, the class they handle themselves with on the floor. I'm obviously going to pull for OHS and it's awesome to bring because I've been fighting a battle on bluegrass preps for OHS all year. I don't care what anybody says. You can go read my post. I've been telling everybody that wants to listen. OHS is the real deal, folks. I don't care. Well, they don't play nobody. You know, well, bottom line is I know they have the talent uh, in the middle and in the guards to pull off to beat anybody. Yeah, you're one of the biggest advocates out there, and blue and I love bluegrass preps. It's kind of the spot to go to if you want to talk high school sports statewide. But it definitely has a big time Golden Triangle bias. I mean, oh, it, it's a Lexington, Louisville, and Northern Kentucky a dominated site, and then of course there's a, there's a decent amount of Eastern Kentucky love on there too. And really, outside of a, a few Western Kentucky posters like Dragonfire, a Purple Pride '92, Purple yeah. Haze, God rest his soul, just passed away. Uh, Michael Drake, a, a, a poster, uh, a bulldog. Dog Drake of uh, Bowling Green passed away. So outside of a few core guys, you, myself, uh, there's Western Kentucky's not well represented on there, but by God, they know now. <laughs> That's right. What was that comment you had about I-65 on the way home? Absolutely, man. Uh, you know, with Western Kentucky going 4-0 and in the first round of the KHSA Sweet 16, I said, uh, you know, it turns out uh, that uh, high school athletics uh, west of I-65 does exist. Yeah, absolutely. Breaking news. They said it doesn't on there. That was a direct quote from someone on, on there. But that being said, you know, to 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 their defense, they played devil's advocate. Western Kentucky really hadn't earned a whole lot of respect up until this year. That's why I try to tell everybody this is different. You don't understand. Like these kids are different. Like this isn't your, you know, five or six years ago third region team. This is a real deal. Well, I, I, I agree because the third region hasn't. But but teams like Warren Central oh, has won yeah. a couple state championships. Hopkinsville has always represented yeah. well up there. And then every once in a while, first region team like a Paducah, Graves. Or somebody Graves, somebody like yeah. that will go up there and show out well. So I felt like WKY was you know Western was slighted a little bit. They're always slighted. I in feel the polls, I feel like third region we haven't held up our end of the bargain. Yeah. Until, you know, and recently. So hopefully we've remedied that. Uh, we'll continue on of the Western Kentucky going up there and showing out that's the best thing about sports you can always just chant like the den was chanting scoreboard i mean <laughs> yeah. that's all you can that's all you really have to say and they've got no reply for that now no they definitely will have love for him now and i think uh you know you know the, a lot of those reporters up that way didn't get hadn't got a chance to see eric at his best they hadn't got a chance to see miller maybe at his best you know i think even frakes uh, who's one of the bigger reporters across the state said you know i got to see him in the king of the bluegrass and I wasn't that impressed. Now I'm seeing them here, and it's a completely different team. And I'm so glad. I'm so glad because we go to bath for them on the show, and you know it makes it seem like that we're just biased or whatnot, and we're, we're going overboard for these kids. But I knew all along that these kids could compete with any other kids, being in Louisville, Lexington, wherever. 
And I'm so glad that they did show out, you know, and that's, they, they answered the bell. When they went up to Trinity and got beat, I was let down. I was like, man, this is, I was, <laughs> I was know, there. You know? I, I can vouch for you, man. It, it, it sucked. I mean, cause the OHS played scared and that's not the OHS that I know. And that's the thing. Like, I know, I, like I say, I'm an Apollo guy, but I want respect for my area. I want, I want to know that when Apollo goes head to head and they, they beat an Owensboro, that it means something real. It's, it's, it's a real deal win, not just, oh, well, Owensboro, you know, they, they haven't played nobody, you know, now, now we've got, I think we earned that respect a little bit because they go up to state right off the jump, start things off. We'll kick it off with the state right now with Collins, uh, opening game, uh, 55-38 final. Collins with eighth, eighth region, is that correct? Yeah. Uh, Never was a matchup, really. If you've seen UK play any team this year, that was kind of how this game looked. Just a team that was more dominant and bigger than the team that they were playing. And the, the opposing team just really had no chance. It wore down on them as the game progressed. And Owensboro was, had this game in hand the whole time. Oh, well, we owed, we owed Collins a butt kicking for the football debacle no two years ago. So, so, you know, hey, what comes around goes around, but, uh, just a total mismatch. Uh, Owensboro came out and honestly, this was the worst game they probably played of the whole tournament. This could have been a 30, 35 point game if Owensboro was clicking. That's why I'm so glad that their first game this year wasn't against the Trinity like last year. Exactly. I said it from the beginning. The draw, for, first of all, number one, I love the time right off the bat. You don't get to sit in the bleachers and get nervous and see the crowd and the atmosphere. You go right there. You go right to work. Uh, you don't have a chance to think about it, and you have a team you can compete against. And if you come out slow, which Owensboro did, they didn't play very good in the first half. Uh, they were the talent was good enough to overcome that, and uh, I think it was good. You know, they come out and play against like a Trinity or a Ballard right off the bat. It could have been in trouble. It may not have been the same story, and just because those teams are so you know used to playing that environment. But Owensboro, you know, is a good way to get their feet wet, get going. And I thought in the second half different ball game they look like a different team the nerves were gone and they put their foot on their throat and never really Collins never had an answer yeah Rod was interviewed coming off the floor at halftime by the by the guy that was doing the uh the the on the floor and boy Rod didn't even want to talk like he couldn't get away from that guy fast enough he just said I'm not pleased we're going to make some changes and like you said in the third quarter came around they almost were really turned it on and especially in the fourth quarter of the Collins game man Holman kind of just kind of took over had some you know had a nice dunk and Put some distance between them and Collins. Uh, you talked about Drake, and I, I, I don't, I'm just going to bring them up as they come up. Uh, Rod Drake is taking a lot of heat, man. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. Even for me, I, I thought I don't know that Drake can lead him to a championship. I don't think I don't know that I don't know he's the guy to lead him to a championship. Man, he's done a phenomenal job. Straight up, eat all kinds of crow on Rod Drake. Bottom line is he's got a state championship and it under his belt as a player and as a coach. Only one to first ever do person it, ever to ever. do that. In, in the, on the boys' side, and that's a that's a hell of an accomplishment. Yes, it is, man. And and he, you know, I I laid it out in my in my blog post uh, that you can find out there that that Rod is the Rod is embodies Owensboro High School. I mean, he he, he was there as a player. Uh, he just bleeds red and black. It's it's in his bones. He's one of us, as I like to say. You know, and that that's not a knock against any other coach in any other sport. That that, that but Rod is one of us. He gets it. He gets what it means to be an Owensboro Red Devil. And, you know, Rod, like you said, the, the, his first year, he had a team that should have went to state. Muhlenberg North banks a three in before they consolidated, banks a three in from the corner. Uh, then th- 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 when Trey, uh, Eric Coleman and them were sophomores, Trey Young played for Ohio County. 
they upset Owensboro after Owensboro beat Ohio County by 20 points two weeks mm-hmm. before that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like you said, there was some murmur. There was some chat out there that, hey, can, can, can we get this done? Can we get it done with Rod? I and, thought he'd done a phenomenal job of just bringing the team together as a, as a family. The team would just, I mean, you talk, you think about it all the time. Championship style teams come together, uh, all of them. I mean, just as a solid unit and Rod just led that as, as kind of like the father of the group. I think he, he knew how to win it because he's done it before as a player. He, he knew what it took, what the players were going to have to put in. And I think all the players bought into what he was selling. They all came together perfectly and, and he's the, He's the man behind it all. I think he won one at Wesleyan too. Is that yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I think he yeah. won it won an NCAA D two yeah. championship. So the Rod Drake never wavered. I mean, no matter what people were saying, the chatter, this and that, that and this, Rod Drake stuck to his guns because he knew what it took to get to the mountaintop, and the kids bought in. That's the biggest thing right there. The kids bought in to what he was selling, and then they and you know <laughs> a lot of people miss this. This kind of went under the radar for a Rod Drake quote. And, and Ward probably picked up on this, but after Owensboro beat Covington Catholic, which we'll talk about in a minute, Drake said these kids are fixing to reap what they've sowed. Yeah, how about that? He knew. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were about to win a state championship. Coronation. Yeah, and he had some awesome quotes all week, man. He was very quotable. He said, uh, it's like going to Disneyland the second time. It's a lot, you know, you know your way around a lot better. You know, it's a very, very good quote. And then, uh, said the big guys get all the, uh, publicity in the press, but his guards are the one that comes in and do the dirty work and gets the wins for him. And that's it's great. Takes out the garbage. <laughs> that's that's a, what he said. Absolutely true. Last year was a, was a vacation. This year's a business trip. You know, those kind of things. I mean, that's, ex- and that's the, all that stuff. I mean, was exactly the way it played out. And, uh, to be, you know, I, I have a friend that listens to the show. He, he he's moved away, and he's texting me, he's thinking, you know, what's is Owensboro going to win this thing? And I, I just shot him one back, and I said, you know, uh, they're playing Hoptown today. Uh, I don't think they beat Hoptown. I'll be honest with you, they they, they have trouble showing up versus good teams. I, I just don't, I really don't think they'll beat Hoptown. I think this would probably be the end of their run. OHS seventy one, Hoptown fifty. Uh, at the end of the day, <laughs> dude. <laughs> If we're playing, this is the one. If we're playing Madden, that's called dubs. This is the one where I was like, okay, you know, uh, I think this team's gonna win a state championship. Uh, you know, because Hoptown is good. They beat Henderson, who I saw, and I, personally myself, uh, of all the teams I saw, I was most impressed with Henderson. So they beat Hop. You know, they beat Henderson. They go out and they beat Taylor County in the first round, who's got a very good team, one of the better players in the state, and Gooden. And I was thinking, man, this team is on a roll. And this is where Owensboro's run is going to come to an end, and not so fast. I mean, we seen a we seen Apollo play Hopkinsville earlier in the season, and the thing I noticed in that game was uh, Zach Hopewell being able to get to the hole at will. I was telling Clark on the way up there to that game. I thought Jacoby Harris was the key if he could penetrate like uh, uh, Hopewell was in that game versus Hopkinsville, and that's exactly what the young gun did. Yeah, Morrow too. I thought Morrow had a fantastic game. I talked to uh, Kevin Pat- Patton from the Henderson Gleaner before the game on press row, and you know we got talking about Henderson Hopton, what happened, what not. But I told Kevin, I said, "Listen, this thing's going to go one of two ways." I said, "Either Owensboro's going to struggle against Hopkinsville's pressure and turn the ball over and lose, possibly by ten, or Owensboro's going to beat the pressure, get it inside, score in the transition, and then get it inside in the half court, and they're going to blow Hopkinsville out." And that's what, and that's what happened. Yeah, Hoptown couldn't buy a bucket. Uh, they couldn't hit. They couldn't hit a shot. OHS was very hot. Eric Hallman had a little bit to do with that. Yeah, oh yeah, no, and, and that's what I'm saying. Versus, uh, you know, we've been saying it all year. Teams that like to get to the hole quick and score uh, down the lane, 
uh, Eric pretty much shuts that down. I mean, he he really does. And then no, 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 not today. The fact that Owensboro, uh, what am I trying to say? They they hit their shots, so Hoptown wasn't able to get out and transition. When Hoptown was able to get stops and get running, that's when you started to see, hey, oh, well, this might could go the other way, but never did never did take fruition. What what Owensboro's plan was was to force Hopkinsville to be a jump shooting team. And that's not Hopkinsville's game. No. Their, their game is transitions, uh, points off turnovers, slicing and dicing to the rack. When they would get to the hole, cause Owensboro had the, Owensboro actually implemented right. It, it was kind of cool, man. He, he broke out a three, two zone and he had his three guards out top and then kind of had home in there and, and Miller on the sides. And if they was able to get through those first three guards, SWAT city. That's about to say that that's their, their job is just to protect the house, and that's it. And anytime Hoptown got rolling, they brought in Airball, and he'd lock down whoever was on a roll. That kid, man, just plays some defense like I've never seen. It's just crazy, you know. It, all these kids contributed so much. I mean, obviously, you got uh, Holman and Miller, who are the, the you know the studs. Moro, Mister Big Shot, just lives up to his name. Sniper one five. Sanford, uh, Jacoby played like uh, like you know. We've been saying all year, X factor for the team to to really get over the hump is Jacoby Harris, and uh, man, he he had just unbelievable epic moments throughout the tournament, and just all that's how you got, that's how you got to do it to win a state championship. Everybody's got to contribute in some form or fashion. This was the game I thought, well, you know, <laughs> shows over. It could be this could be a team that that has some destiny written on it, you know, and. Uh, that's kind of the uh, feel I've got whenever we was at the press conference after the game. The look on uh, Drake's face after that game kind of said that he he really was starting to believe that something special was going to happen. And the look on the players' faces were just straight mean-mugged, focused players. I mean, they just won a game at the Sweet 16 at Rupp Arena, and you would think they lost. You'd think that was the losing team from the looks of them. But uh, we got the audio from that press conference, so we'll go ahead and play that right now. Well, it's huge because we actually have prepared to play these guys right before the snowstorm hit. So then, you know, we didn't get to do that. And then, you know, it's sort of a rivalry with us, you know, in Hopkinsville. They're a great program, you know, and they're sort of a mirror image of us. And we know if we could get out early on them and make them catch us. I don't know if they've been in that situation before, but that's what we want to find out. So that, that was huge in the first quarter. Right here. At this point where you, you didn't get to play them don't matter now. <laughs> I, just, I, I told Coach Hayward, I'll take his, I'll take his makeup day anytime. We can get up here. Talk about just how well y'all played overall. Could you play much better than that? You know, these guys, I, I mean, I've said all along, these guys, this, first of all, these are, are great individuals. These young men, you know, no problems on and off the court. And, you know, they wanted it. And, you know, we, we've taken our beating since these guys were fresh. You know, we, we really went out and, you know, we played tough schedule and they matured and this right here today was a culminating event and it was you know it was, this was the fruit of their labor you know and I told them you know from this point on you know they're making history they're making the homework you know proud of putting it back on the mound right here coach congratulations thank you uh, Hopkinsville's known as a team that can put together runs in a hurry and a few times there they force you guys into some turnovers the second half it seems like that might go on a little bit of a run but you never allowed that to happen what did the team have to do to, to keep them from really getting it within striking distance? Well, you know, I said, well, Hopkinsville is sort of, sort of a mirror image of us. And we know ourselves, we know in practice, you know, we can get down on, on ourselves, you know, in a situation like that in, in games. 
you know, tempo and style of play that we both play, you know, you're never out of the game. You know, it might, like, might look bad on the scoreboard, but you're never out. So, you know, we didn't pat it. You know, we've been in that situation before. So, you know, I was afraid that we would lose the lead, so, but we didn't. Coach, uh, first time in the semifinals since 92. Oh, yeah. Any comment on that? Well, like I said, we're excited to be here, and, and we're on a mission. I mean, you know, we're here to be here Sunday afternoon, cut down nets, and that's what, that was our whole purpose from day one. You know, you know, we put, we we played the schedule, and I could tell about mid January, uh, mid January, early February, these guys were getting bored with ball games. You know, we lost the district championship, looking far ahead. So uh, I, I think right now these guys are focused and ready to, you know, put their name on the next semifinal table. Right here. Coach, congratulations. Uh, speak to the rest of the state a little bit about the diversity of this team, the ability to play six today, but then maybe the next game you can go eight, nine deep if you need to. Well, all, all that, you know, that right there just describes the character of this team. Nobody cares who scores. Nobody cares who does what. And, you know, guys, even the guys that played a lot yesterday were the first guys over the bench cheering. So that's what makes the team. You know, these guys don't care. All we want to do is be at the end of the game. We're right here where we're at. Nobody cares. So that's just the character of our team. Right here. Coach, you brought a notes about these guys today and winning and getting a nice win. But if you would, uh, would you offer a, a comment on Willis Matlock? He had a great six, Sweet 16 career. Uh, what do you think about him as a player today and, and what he did his last four years in Oxford? Thank God he's gone, and he's, he's a heck of a ball player. And I tell you what, he, he's, he's a warrior. You know, he is a warrior. That's one thing you say. You can't measure a guy's heart. He goes at it, and he, and he goes full throttle. And I, every game I've watched him, he goes full throttle. You know, I like to have him, and I'm sure there's a lot of calls around here, especially. I told you on the last thing I told him, I like to see him purple, white, Kentucky West, and that's what I'd like to see him at. This all for the play. Go to the. I mean, how fun is this so far? I mean, like, are you guys, I mean, since the first time since 92, you guys were even born. So, I mean, how, how fun is this so far? Like, you guys have been this hard to keep this thing going. Well, it's been, it's been very fun, you know, getting back here with our team, and we ain't done yet. That's all I got to say. Well, uh, this was our goal from the beginning, and uh, obviously, like he said, we're not done yet, and... Uh, we're not up here just to have fun. We're up here to win the whole thing, and that's what I'm about. Yeah, it's been a fun ride. We have a good time, and we still got things to do. So, that's what we got to do. Um, we uh, we worked really hard to get here, so uh, we're we're enjoying it right now. But at the end of the day, we know this is still a business trip, so we're still focused on our main goal. Right here, Eric. Did you talk about the combination you and Justin make? Uh, Red side. I know you hit a three at the perimeter today. But just talk about what you kind of game you get together, give you all an inside game, the two of you. Uh, basically, it's more like a, I don't know, like a dominant force because yeah, if one of us get double team, you know we can uh, we we know in the back of our minds we can rely on the other one, you know. So we we're really good at picking up each other and complimenting each other. So we talk a lot during the games when it help us us and our teammates. Final question. Right here, nice question right here in the middle. Since all you guys are seniors, kind of just speak about the, the, the little bit of the journey you guys went through. What I've noticed with you guys is you don't seem to get rattled. And I think there's a testimony to why you're standing here now. You may speak about that a little bit. Well, 
and practice every day to get it. We had to coach Jared yelling at us, so, so we really ain't proud about, about nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've been through a, a long journey, like you said. Uh, we've all been playing since our freshman year, and Justin came over here his sophomore year. So we, we've been through some, a lot of ups and downs, and we've learned uh, just to stay focused and uh, not get rattled. And we've learned how to win games. Um, I can say it's just uh, just building confidence in each other. You know, um, off the court we, we hang out, we, we have fun with each other, so we're just building our friendship and our, uh, it's easy to believe in each other. You know, so we don't have to panic at times. Yeah, uh, we've been we've been playing together since seventh grade at AAU, so our chemistry is just it's just perfect. Final question right here on the corner. Coach, it seemed like uh, 35 years ago since you were cutting down the nets. I told you, I tell these guys all the time, when I wake up at night from a train, it's not from causing my help a timeout or putting up draw on my help a play. It's because I still dream about playing basketball. And that's what I told them today. What they did will be in their mind for the rest of their life. And as you continue, that dream gets bigger and bigger. And that's what it's all about. you got to dream big. So no, I can't believe it. I dream about it all the time. I think that's what drives me. On that note, Coach, congratulations on the victory. Good luck tomorrow and the semis. Thank you all. Man, that team sounded like an NBA team or a college team talking. Just, I mean, that that just that just prime example of the how special this team is. <clears throat> To me, it was a prelude. I mean, hearing that after the Hopkinsville game, which was the second game of the tournament, it's it's just a foreshadowing of what was to come, and it's yeah. just amazing that they that they were that locked in. Yeah, Rod cracks me up. That's all I can say. He was he was beaming, man. He was cracking me up because he kept looking at our camera that I was filming with and do, throwing up the four. I was <laughs> chuckling every time he did that, and then he sometimes scratch his nose and throw up the four as well. That's Loved he, it. He had a little Calipari swagger going a on. Bit. Yeah, he did a little bit. I liked it. And then uh, Miller says, uh, "We're just we're not done." That's all I'm going to say. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Drop the mic. Boom. I'm out. I guess. I guess. I guess. <laughs> I guess. Probably so. So yeah, that sets up uh, well Saturday night's big matchup: uh, OHS sixty nine, Covington Catholic sixty five in overtime. I would like to say before we get into this game, I want to credit Owensboro with two wins for this game. It should have been a twenty point blowout in Owensboro's favor, but those refs that I, oh. I haven't, I have that had to be a Wilson brother that was oh. that bald guy that was out there. I there we've got video. I'm not going to go into it, but we got video on our Facebook if you want to check it out. Yeah, no, I heard from several several people that weren't OHS fans that were like, "Man, these guys are worse than SEC officials." I mean, this is terrible. But uh, this, you know, this is a game where you know championships are made. You're going up against the defending champs, a Ruth, a Ruth. I think it's Ruthes. Am I saying that Scott? He's the coach of Covington. Oh Catholic. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that guy can flat coach basketball. Oh, to me, they're all foreigners up there, anyway. Oh, man, man, yeah. You know, so. This is huge, and uh, I'll let you guys talk about it. You guys were there, so. Well, I just know on the way into the arena that that, that day, just hearing some of the fans talk, you know, they they don't, they don't even sound like they're from Kentucky. They're like, hey, Betty, you, you got your tickets for the uh, Boyle County game after the game? You know, hey, guys. And I'm like, who, who are these people? We're speculating if they're from Edmondson County. <laughs> that, that, a day is, is the straight-up most northern accent. I'm like, these people cannot be from Kentucky. Like, from for, Cincinnati, for, First man. of all, they say Boyle County. I'm like, no, it's Boyle County. <laughs> It's Bull. Bull. Yeah. Bull County. 
You guys pronounce too much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you guys are from Kentucky. They're from Cincinnati. This is ridiculous. One thing, though, I do got to give them props for is their student section. Man, that play, that student section, that's NBA, NCAA quality right there. I mean, that you know why they're known nationwide. But as I'm speaking of them, I've got to also give a shout-out to the Devil's Den because during that game, Covington Catholic student section, which is nationally known for being an awesome student section, the Devil's Den – literally silenced them at points. They were throwing back the chance that Covington Catholic student section was throwing at them, and Owensboro was leading the game at this point, and then the Devil's Den starts throwing back these taunts that uh, Covington Catholics used to throw in, and they had no reply for it. I loved it. <laughs> it was it was beautiful. I don't, I don't want to interrupt you, but the first part of the game, I think it was the first two, uh, Jacoby scored the first two points of the game you know, on two free throws, and he's shooting free throws directly into the Covington Catholic student sections, and you're talking about seven, eight hundred kids simultaneously jumping up and down screaming it's like a cameron crazy scene and they're doing this shake 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 and it's just like literally the arena is like thumping and jacoby just sinks two free throws like angle angle phase me yo yeah <laughs> that's that's the kind of that's the kind of uh just a prelude to what, you know, the kind of point guard that he had become. And speaking of Jacoby, what I thought was the biggest play in the fourth quarter of the game, and, and one that gave Owensboro the lead, which they never never trailed again after that point. So here we got the audio from that. That was huge. Devil's Den. I mean, listen to that. I was listening to it on the radio. A uh, huge moment right there. Jacoby, you, if you see the video that we got up of it, I mean, he just takes it upon himself. I mean, you got Miller and Hallman on your team, and you're going to drive into the lane and do it on your own as a sophomore. According to Janaea Hall, she taught him that move. So thank you, Janaea, because <laughs> that move killed some people at Sweet 16. He was running on I've that move. Her, I've seen her pull that move off a few That's what times. I said. I said, I think I have seen that at some Eagles games. <laughs> There was so. so much that happened during that game. Oh, I mean, Jacoby, Jacoby Harris, this tournament has just kind of grown up and, you know, he's been the top, all of us Owensboro people, we've seen him play since he was a kid, you know, since he's been in middle school and we know how special Jacoby was going to be, but to see it actually happen, to see him actually grow up on the biggest stage in the state, uh, was just something to, to kind of marvel at. And then, and then you had, you know, the, the, the ebb and flow of the game, you know, Owensboro looking like they're done, they're beat. Covington Catholic goes down there and misses a couple front ends with a one and one and a sniper. Yeah. The sniper on the hill on the grassy knoll, baby. I know all about him. He's cold blooded, man. You can tell he's cold blooded just from hearing his voice in the press conference. That kid is laid back. Silent assassin, man. Just blow. I mean, uh, you know, and that, that was the, <laughs> uh, I keep, keep beating a dead horse here, but it's those kind of moments that you have to have. Uh, to win a state championship. It's not always just about being the best team, you know. It's about being the best in a, in a certain moment or, you know, the ball bouncing your, the, the right way for you one or two times. And, and man, let me tell you, that kid, nah, I've seen him knock down big shots throughout his entire high school career. That one might be the biggest one. What about the the, the hustle of, of Arius Phillips knocking the ball away from the Covington Catholic guy? Ball Over bounces time. right to Homan, and he yeah. goes in for a two-handed monster slam. And then tells the, the Covington Catholic student section to shh, be quiet. Shh. Quiet down now. Quiet down, boys. Enjoy your championship last Simmer year. Simmer down now. This is our year this year. And, uh, you know, to go up there and beat a team like Covington Catholic, it just, 
workmanlike attitude is what what I uh, continue to see, you know. And that truly was the championship game. After that point, it was a coronation. Like I said, it wasn't a game at that point. Yeah, I I agree. Because when you beat Covington Catholic and the referees, there it's just destiny. Because I mean, there's no there's no reason. If you watch that game, go you can you can find it at uh, khsaa.tv. They got the replay up on there in their YouTube. But I mean, just look at some of the calls. It was almost like that the refs had been paid off to try to stop this team. I'm not gonna lie. When Kate when uh, Covington Catholic hit the three to tie it up to send it to overtime, I buried my head on the press row table and like thought we're gonna lose. But this team refused to lose. That's, that's just the that bottom line. It goes back to the Jacoby interview after the game, and they asked him, they said, you know, did y'all get rattled at all when he hits that? No. So we went straight back to the huddle, and there's just four more minutes of basketball where we go take care of business. And that's exactly what it felt like. It just didn't – you know, normally when it, you, you see a team get, uh, you know, up against a moment like that, they come out, they might be a little rattled for the first minute or two of overtime, maybe get behind the eight ball a little bit. No. Not at all. I mean, they, they just stepped on their throat in overtime, and that was pretty much they're in control the whole time. The refs should be the happiest people in that building that Owensboro ended up winning that game because I don't know if the refs make it out of there if they don't. <laughs> there was a lot of Owensboro people there, and we were upset. I think the just the people that were there watching were, bu- were booing them profuse for I mean, they just – it was a resounding boo at the referees, and it, also too in this guy in this game, guys Miller gets hurt. Yeah, and overtime was like four, like the three minutes left, and yeah. the game comes out doesn't play again. I thought we were in trouble, but but then again, no, <laughs> they refused you, to lose. You commented on Arias stepping in, makes a huge play. I mean, Miller goes to bench, Arias comes in, makes a huge play. It's next man up, man. It doesn't. I mean, even when you talk, you're talking about the the state MV, the MVP of the Sweet 16 not being on the floor for the final three minutes of overtime versus the defending champions. You pull a guy off the bench who comes in and makes game winning plays. And and the uh, the shoe kid uh, for Covington Catholic, oh, that yeah. number eleven, he Von played shoe. his heart out, played a well of a game, uh, definitely overmatched against Homan, but 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 played played very well. Once he fouled out in overtime. It was over. It was that was lights out. Yeah, he was he was their heart and soul, and it, it, literally their heart got ripped from him when he went to the bench. Yeah, tip of the cap to the former. It was a passing of the torch moment, I guess you could say, in that overtime period. H- Hogan Warrior. That's it. A little, little bit, a little bit. You know, here you, here you go. You know, good good job, Devils. It is get WrestleMania on, season. Get on to the championship game, and that that just leaves us with with Bowling Green. I mean, I thought Boyle County would beat Bowling Green. I really did. I did too. I, I really thought they would. Uh, their guard, I was very impressed with the guards for Boyle and then they had the big kid Elkins in the middle. Got to see him versus Apollo earlier this year. Very impressed with them. And Bowling Green handled their business. Like we were saying with this team being a team of destiny, we were talking about it on the way up there the first game. We knew that Bowling Green was going to end up in the finals. We was like, it, it's almost like it's being written like a movie script here. Yeah, and it is. I mean, you know. OHS 74, Bowling Green 58, never in doubt, in my opinion. I know you were sweating, of course, obviously, because well, you're like me watching a Vikings game. You've seen <laughs> it so many times. Yeah. Like, what's going to go wrong? But I texted you and said, man, just calm down. You're up 13, three minutes to go, just deep breath. This game is over. You hit your free throw shots, it's over. For, this team's not going to let us First stay. half wasn't the best performance from OHS. They 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 kind of – they played okay, but they were only only up by four, and you could see that they were significantly better than Bowling Green. Well, whatever 
Rod told them at halftime or whatever their players decided, uh, they came out and straight kicked their butt in the third quarter. I don't know that you have, Rod has to tell them anything. I mean, they're just so – you listen to them in the press conference, they know. I mean, you don't, I don't yeah, know those what – seniors are player coaches. I'm not yeah. sure what you tell kids like that. I mean, you, you guys know what to do. Go do it. I think know? that's pretty much what happened. I mean, that, I mean – But they finished the third quarter up 19, OHS does. And then in the fourth quarter starts, they actually push it out to a 23. Three twenty-four yeah, point lead. Six minutes left, and then the refs took over. Yeah, and it, and, and it got texts. and it got absurd. Several texts from people being like, "What is this? What is going on?" Like, I mean, I can give you three or four examples right now, but probably the worst one was Jacoby Harris and Bowling Green starting to. They're trying to press. They're trying to you know cause some turnovers, and Owensboro's just beating the press. Well, they get Jacoby Harris over on the side because they 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 bring it up to the to the to the front court. And the Bowling Green player just takes two hands and just does a shove. And shoves I Jacoby. think he was trying to foul Jacoby. He I think was. he was like technically he was trying to get a foul called to get you know send him to the line, and it was so blatant that you were like, okay, there's the foul. Nope, it was on Jacoby. Yeah, they, they, yeah, he pushes Jacoby Harris out of bounds, and instead of calling the foul on Bowling Green, they call it out of bounds and give him the ball. And it wasn't just that. Uh, uh, Homan picked up his fourth foul. Miller picked up his fourth foul. Poor Justin Miller actually had two hands on the ball on a tie-up situation. I mean, he wasn't even on the kid's back or anything. And there was literally like he he had it for like what a second and a half. Oh yeah, tie-up. And then they just call a foul. That Justin's faced that all all his entire career. I was about to say all year. In the last three years, he's it was, faced that it, for about two or three minutes. And I think even um, Frakes and maybe Mark Mathis tweeted out that it was getting hairy. Yeah, you know, for did. two or three minutes because the officials took over so much, and and I was getting mad. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, I was getting really you should, mad. Should yeah. About two weeks ago, I seen Justin Miller get punched in the face and the foul called on him. Yeah. So he he's used yeah. to that. I yeah. saw that too, and. uh you know, Miller, you can't talk enough about the kid. I, I want, I'm going to turn it over to you guys just to talk about it because this is your, this is your show. Uh, celebrate it. But, uh, Miller, I, before I get out of here, Miller, uh, goes into the game, can't even hardly walk. No one knows if he can even play. He goes out and records a double double. He's a double double machine. Even half, he said he was 30%. I don't know that I doubt what he's saying. Uh, 30% Justin Miller goes out and double-double in, in the biggest game of his life. Won the MVP the, for the whole tournament, and whenever they announced him as the MVP, his team had to literally carry him out there because he couldn't walk any longer. He didn't, He didn't. I mean, he's he's a great dude. He would definitely go out there with his teammates anyways, but, I mean, this team, his, he was in his teammates' arms because they were carrying him out there to pick up that award. Yeah, I've got I've got to go. I've got to run, but I'm gonna let you guys finish the show up. But before I do go, I gotta say congratulations to everybody, man. It's been uh, an honor getting to cover these kids. I knew from the very beginning we were we've been saying it since last, gosh, last what April this we were time sa- last year. We were saying it on the way in the elevator on the way out. That's right of Rupp last year. How special this year e- was going to be. Even people that weren't from Owensboro were saying e- that. Even to us. the KHSA officials were mm-hmm. telling us that if you guys can make it back up here next year, you got a shot you got a real to, win, shot. to yeah. win this and, thing. And we've been saying it man, every time. I know people probably get tired of us talking about it because we've been talking about it for so long. But it's just nice to see that hey, you know. This, we we can't identify talent. I promise. Like these guys are that were that good, and they went out and they proved it uh, versus everybody in the state. You know, I, not nothing against Eric. I loved watching Eric play, but one of my favorite players outside of Apollo. I've had a few that I've really uh, latched onto over the years. I'll never forget come through. And Justin Miller, man, it's just been one hell of a ride. Really, I mean, it really has. Ever since I saw that kid as a sophomore, I said, 
That kid looks like he's 30 years old as a sophomore. We're in trouble for the next couple of years. And, man, he's been a thorn in the side of Apollo. But he's always carried himself with so much class. I mean, Apollo gets eliminated by Meade, and all the Apollo players are upset on social media, you know, they're blaming themselves and whatnot. And you got Miller saying, hit me up, man. Call me, you know. You got keep your head up. Blah, you know, and that's kind of stuff. That just goes above and beyond awesome, in my opinion. The kid is 110% class, and I don't care where he ends up, whether it be KDBC, Coppin State, wherever. They're going to get a great kid. They're going to get a great player, and it's been awesome watching him play. I just wanted to leave everybody with that. I'm going to let you guys finish it up. Congratulations, OHS Nation, on another state championship. We'll finish that up with that, and then uh, we'll go ahead and play the audio as the Red Devils win this the state title we got uh we got the inside the huddle as the clock expires and then also uh, you can just see how special of a kid justin miller is after the game as the words he says to the camera so let's go ahead and play that That whole team, man, they just get it. That's, I mean, just plain and simple. That whole team, it's a family. They just get it. It's not Twitter fam. It's actual brotherhood. Yeah, that's real family. Real family. And Justin Miller playing on 30, 30% quote is probably right, man, because the kid would come off of the floor and literally, like, he couldn't sit down. He had to go behind the bench and keep standing because I believe if the kid sat down, his muscles would have locked up. And speaking of family and how this whole team was a family, team manager Matthew Cook, whenever Justin Miller got hurt in that game, he didn't leave that kid's side. Matthew was right beside Justin the whole time. I mean, that's just that's just stuff that if you follow the team and know like storylines with the team and things like that, you just appreciate and see and just awesome stuff. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up Matthew Cook as as Matthew has been. A, you know, he, he's just as much a part of that team uh, as anybody else. And Seth he's, as well, absolutely, and, and just a just a brother to those guys, man. And 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 when Matthew came out uh, when they had the pregame introductions, I think Matthew probably got the loudest. He got the biggest pop. Pop. I mean, yeah, we call it pop. That's a wrestling term for when a wrestler comes out of the the entrance and how loud the crowd reacts. And boy, they they went crazy for Matthew Cook. He got the Stone Cold pop, as wrestlers would say. <laughs> the Stone Cold. Yes, he did. Absolutely. And and also he. And speaking of wrestling, he does this. He does this thing to get the uh, den rallied up, where he raises his hands and they all go ah, and then he flexes and they all go ah with him. And then in the championship game. Busted out the John Cena, you can't see me. He did, he did. I mean, it's been the same cheer for for months now, and then it's like the championship game. He's like, I've been I've been clowning y'all for six months now. I'm gonna bust out the John Cena, and you you just ain't gonna see it coming. And and I'm just so proud of that kid. I'm so proud of the team, the administration for 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 you know letting him do his thing and, and letting 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 Matthew. You know, be a blessing to us. A lot of people say, well, you know, you let a kid, uh, come and help you out. It's a blessing. No, no, it's a, he's a blessing to us. He's a blessing to the team. He's a blessing to the coaches. He's a blessing to the Red Devil Nation. And, and we love him to pieces. When we said the team just went out there and Drake didn't have to tell him anything, one of the reasons is Matthew. I mean, they got that kid in their heart. They want to win the title for him just as bad as they want to win it for them and their family members. 
Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, there's like we said before, there's there's five thousand storylines in, in the state championship game. Honestly, you know, it's it's a we're a day removed now. You know, almost a day and a half removed now, and I still like have to pinch myself. Like, did did, did that just really happen? Because you know, I've watched, like I said, I've watched Owensboro lose those four previous state championships, three football and one baseball, and then you kind of wonder sometimes, like, is it, you know, especially after this year's football state championship game where we seemingly had the game won, and I still will to this day vehemently defend my stance that Owensboro was significantly better than Fort Thomas Highlands. It just By two it, touchdowns. It just collapsed, and and the pain that was the longest ride back home. But but to but to have that demon exercised and have to have that demon exercised in the form of Bowling Green. I'd seen uh, Nick Locker, our guy out there in the Devil's Den, supporting the basketball team, just like they supported him on the football team, and they weren't letting everybody on the court yet whenever uh, – Whenever I got done taking pictures, I went and found that guy and gave him my pass. I was like, dude, go out there and get with your guys. I mean, that, they won the title for that whole school and the whole city. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, a lot of people are, are saying in the aftermath that, that, you know, that could have been nice to have two in the same year. But I still appreciate, you know, everything that's happened this year. And this, this senior class, uh, I gotta say, man, has just been a special group of kids. They're, they're a group that, you know, they don't get in a lot of trouble. You don't Not hear, hear a lot of off the court issues with them. They're real tight knit. They get along at school. It's a, it's a genuine, you know, they're, usually every class has some turds in it. Now, you know, any school and it's just the way it is, but this senior class is just exceptional, uh, in their, in the way they carry themselves on and off the field. And, you know, from the bottom of my heart as a Red Devil alum, I couldn't be any more prouder of the class of, uh, 2015 of, of OHS and, and, and all sports. Yeah. I don't, I don't care if you go to OHS, went to OHS or never stepped foot in OHS. If you're from the city of Owensboro, you should be proud that that team wears Owensboro across their chest. And and I do have to say, I God, I don't, I, you know, I, I'm going to be a little negative here, but the city of Owensboro, the Red Devil Nation represented, they had the whole side, the lower side bowl, uh, red and black all the way through. Um, I did see a lot of uh, players like uh, Eli and Trace, and a lot of those guys did make the trip up there from Jenea, some, some of the some of the guys from around here. But the fans, the just the just the people that I know watch high school sports. Where were you at? They're just tired of the Red Devils being in all the championship I, games. I, you know, I was a little disappointed, man, because I know you know when Davis County got screwed against Hoptown, a lot of folks went up there to support the Panthers. Uh, you know, when Apollo went on their their run in twenty in two thousand six, a lot of people went and supported them. I I just don't know if it was just everybody was drained by that final game, but it's kind of. I think it makes it sweeter for the people that were in attendance. I yeah. mean, the the more tight knit the community is of. Uh, of the Red Devil Nation, I mean, the better. I mean, if people don't want to come out and support this team, then you're sleeping on them. It's, it's your fault. You know, having said that, the Red Devil Nation themselves, the the people that always go to the games, the supporters and people that are associated with, you know, family members, uh, former alumni, former people, that we, I thought the Red Devil Nation themselves showed out great. Oh, yeah, all, just the, all the Owensboro fans. I'm, we're talking like other school. Yeah, just didn't see a lot. Uh, we, we're going to go ahead and uh, finish it up with the uh, awards Several of the seniors got awarded, and even, uh, as you'll hear in the video, sophomore Jacoby Harris picked up an award. Let's go to that right now. We're going on the all-tournament team players first in their state championship t-shirts. 
from Owensboro. On the All-State Tournament team, he wears jersey number 20, Jacoby. First chain of the tournament. And a member of the All-State Tournament team, he wears a jersey number 32, Absolutely awesome. Something I'll never forget. I got goosebumps right now, man. When, when they started blaring, we are the champions across the, the PA system, dude. It just makes me, I, I, there's no words, man. I mean, you know, if everybody's got their school, everybody's got their team and, and it's cool, man. I'm just telling you as an Owensboro uh, alumni, I played there, man. I, I came up, I swear to God, man, like my dad would take me to OHS basketball games and I didn't play o- o- basketball for OHS. We were pretty good back when, back when I played, we had Davenport and some of those guys, but having attended OHS basketball games since I was knee high, I mean, we would go watch OHS if they played at Boonville. We would go watch OHS if they played against Evansville Harrison. I have grown up watching those guys in the sports center and watching those guys on the road and, and to get, you know, to be heartbroken, you know, time after time when you, when we felt we had a team that could win it and to finally break through, you know, I had my wife there. My, my son was there with me, man. And, and got a piece of the net. 
got he got he got before a piece. the players. I don't know how he did that. My, my little boy goes in there and gets a piece of the net. But gorilla it, style, gorilla style, baby. Training him for the future homers. That's right. And I told him, I, I told him, I, I and I and I hope everybody that's listening, you tell your kids the same thing if they're coming up. That these championships are not won because a talented player go puts, goes, goes and puts on a jersey. Uh, wearing Owensboro across your chest does not win you any championships at all. It's the grind. It's the work that you put in when nobody's looking, when nobody's watching that, that gets you to, to, to the, to the championship level. Greatness is achieved in a, in a big time setting, but greatness cannot be achieved without the grind because there is no shortcut. And that, and that was my message to my son. That's the message that, that I tell all you, the parents out there that are listening to this and all you Homer maniacs with, with youngins running around that, to, to tell your kids that, that, that there's no shortcut. There, there ain't no, uh, $500 baseball bat or there's no $300 glove or, or the, the, the best shoes, the most expensive shoes, this and that. It's the grind, man. A, a $5 ball from Walmart is all you need to go practice with. Yeah. You want a role model for your kids. Don't worry about trying to find a professional athlete. Find some clips from this Owensboro team and let them know the story behind some of these players. And uh, speaking of the team, man, I got to give them a shout out because that team always looks out for the homers. There's guys out there in suits and ties and professional cameras looking way more professional than I am. And they always find our cameras. So, I mean, I got to give them some shout out for the love they always show us. And the players' parents, too, that we met through uh, Facebook, Cindy Miller, uh, Jacoby, uh, Jacoby Harris's mom, uh, Sniper One Five's mom, uh, Central, Holland. Central Holland, of course, and uh, just got to meet some of those people. And once you once you talk to those people and kind of hear some words and the way that they think and the way that they live, you really start to understand why the kids that are on this team are so special. Yeah, absolutely, man. And, and you know, we've talked about the, the 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 starters, and rightfully so, they're the ones that that grind, they got it done on the basketball court. But those young cats that are young that are coming up now, they they pushed them in practice. You know, for Owensboro to be able to prepare for a team like Hopkinsville, it was the young guys like Deontay Douglas, Rashad Wimsett, Darius Brown, Ashawn Ash- Ash- Murphy, uh, Trevor White. Is it the Washington? What's his first name? Is it Trevor? Got that. And uh, a lot of those young kids, man, that were able to push Owensboro starters in practice. Um, and just to, to give him a look, uh, the Howard kid, I think it's a, so, uh, sophomore or junior. He's a, he's a big six, five kid. Uh, and even Gabe Philman, the senior that got in and hit two free throws. Gabe Philman. That's right, man. And he, you know, all those guys, you know, while they didn't play a lot, uh, in the state tournament and whatnot, their value, their value in practice is, is, is they're, they're, you can't put a price tag on it. We said after the game ended, Against Trinity last year when they lost at the Sweet 16, that the biggest thing that they were going to have to worry about was replacing Jalen Kelly. And, I mean, uh, Sean Pendleton comes in and plays the sixth man and does everything that they need him to where he's not he doesn't have one specialty that you look at like Hallman. He's, you know, Hallman or Miller puts up the points, rebounds, and blocks. Pendleton comes in there and does exactly what they need him to do at that exact time. And, I mean, that's, that's invaluable. Thank you for mentioning Sean Pendleton. I'm old and senile and forgot to do that, but he, he's another piece of the cog that, that just made the wheel turn. And th- this group is going to be special, man. We'll be talking about this Owensboro High School group, uh, 30 years down the road. And, and I hope it's not 30 more years until we win another one, but it's a testament of how hard, how difficult it is to win the KHSA state tournament. I've seen a lot of great Owensboro basketball teams go up there and not be able to win that tournament. It's just, just by a, you know, a luck, a bounce a ball a certain way. Or 
a, a bad call here and there. 92, Owensboro could have won it. 96, Owensboro could have won it. Or even, eight, you could go back, 86, they could have won it. 87, they could have won it. Uh, you know, in 2008, when uh, Shimwell and uh, Brock Mormon and them go up there, they, they lead Lexington Catholic for three quarters. Lexington Catholic's number 17 in the country, and they wind up losing in the fourth quarter. So, I mean, it just it's a random thing up there, man. That's why it's so special. I mean, you can look at this team even. They were in an overtime game against Covington. So, I mean, one point difference at the end of regulation, and we're not having this show today. That's why it always bothered me when I would hear people say that, oh, well, Owensboro ain't done nothing since the 80s, or Owensboro ain't done nothing. I'm telling you, Owensboro's had a plenty of good teams, both in football and basketball, since the 1980s. It is just extremely hard to win a state championship. And the future's bright in Owensboro, like we were talking about on the way home. Jacoby Harris, man, he looked like he aged a year every game. He went from looking like a sophomore in high school to playing like a sophomore in college. And then you got D-squared, Deontay Douglas, and all the other up-and-comers that you were talking about. They're going to look like the Golden State Warriors next year. Yeah, well, if, if for all you – this has definitely been an OHS show, so for, all, for any Red Devil hater that's still listening, I, I, I regret to inform you that the 8th grade, the 7th grade, and 6th grade basketball teams were all conference champs. Sorry. I think we've tried to put this into words for the last hour now. It's going to go ahead and wrap up this program. I want to remind you, you can go to www.displacediehards.com for exclusive shows, polls, picks, and more. Follow at the Homers on Twitter and Instagram. Find us on Facebook, The Homer Show. Listen to this week or any past show at displacediehards.com. Find us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. And check out livesportcaster.com. F-I-O-D. Dig it.